Smart glass. Sengi. Shuffle. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is world news. This is from Forbes. Why Tokyo's new transparent public restrooms are a stroke of genius. I I am I don't understand. Yep. I'm it's waiting. A, it's a I'm it's a see-through bathroom stall. Eager for the explanation of why that's a good idea. I will tell you. Uh, at first, it's hard to fathom how a public restroom with transparent walls could possibly help ease toilet anxiety, hmm. but a counterintuitive design by one of Japan's most innovative architects aims to do just that. Uh, I thought the story goes a really long way before telling you that the transparent glass turns opaque when you lock the door. So I'm just gonna okay. I'm gonna ease your anxiety there going in like that. We get there. Okay. Um, so That's it's good. not, it's not transparent while you're using it. It's transparent at all other times. Okay. Um, so their justification for this around the world, public toilets get a bad rap. Even in Japan where restrooms have a higher standard of hygiene than in much of the rest of the world, residents harbor a fear that public toilets are dark, dirty, smelly, and scary. Um, fair. Yeah. Uh, to cure the public's phobia, the nonprofit Nippon Foundation launched the Tokyo Toilet Project tasking 16 well-known architects to renovate 17 public toilets located in the public parks of Shibuya, one of the busiest commercial areas of Tokyo. Uh, So far, the most talked-about design comes from uh, Pritzker Prize-winning architect Shigeru Ban, whose transparent restrooms popped up this month in Haruno Ogawa Community Park and the Yoyogi Fukumachi Mini Park. Uh, the design relies on a, a new smart glass technology that turns the walls opaque when the door is locked. And I want to show you a picture because they're actually pretty cool looking. Okay. Um, so the two units each have three cubicles, which are surrounded by tinted glass in cyan, lime green, blue, yellow, pink, or purple. Oh. So they're kind of, they're kind of aesthetically pleasing too. Uh, the see-through design has a practical reason, which is, a, is to allow a person to easily check inside the restroom before entering like the actual stall. Um, The Nippon Foundation says there are two concerns with public toilets, especially those located in parks. The first is whether it is clean inside, and the second is that no one is secretly waiting inside, which is something I hadn't really worried about until I read this article, so thanks for that. Um, And they also said, at night, they light up the parks like a beautiful lantern (laughs) with a toilet inside. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I want to show you what they look like. They're very colorful. I thought... One of the reasons for being, oh, that is nice looking, actually. Yeah, they're very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. You know, you can full-on see a toilet in them. But, like, kind of from a distance, you don't see the toilet that much. Right, you wouldn't, yeah, from a distance, it would just look like a brightly colored glass box. Yeah, hmm, okay, I don't hate it. No, uh, what I was going to say is I thought maybe part of the reason for the see-through was, like, Maybe it lets UV light through to help sterilize it or something. Oh, I don't if know. If it's outside. That's kind of what I was that thinking. That might also be a thing. But um, <laughs> that's where my brain went. But that's true, though. Like, then you don't, you know if it's occupied or not. Yeah, or or if, it's, if it's dirty. Or, but yeah. also, it'd be nice to know that before walking into a stall sometimes. Just like, right. nope, not this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I do think, like, probably... Like, is it clear that 
you're going <laughs> to... <Clear. laughs> um, <laughs> yes, Alex, is it, it is. That was the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> like, before you go in and try to lock the door, like, do you know that the walls are going to turn opaque? Like, <laughs> That's a very... That's an incredibly valid question. Hopefully there's, like, a Probably. sign outside or something that's like, hey, yeah. this is how this works. Like, don't worry. Hopefully. Cause also, I would like, be so scared. Like, what if something goes wrong while I'm in there? Yeah, I would think <laughs> And that the glass too, like, turns transparent again, like... Uh-oh. <laughs> I think there's still a little bit of an element of, like, discomfort with the whole see-through thing, even though, like, technically it turns opaque. Like, right. just looking at that, it's just kind of like, hmm, yeah. But yeah. But it's a really clever idea. Yeah. It definitely, I like it, the creativity. It's, yeah, it's definitely a clever idea. Um, yeah, and I don't know how else you would accomplish it without, like, a transparent thing. I was just thinking, like, a giant mirror on the top. No, that wouldn't be good for when somebody's in yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you had, like, part of it being always, like, opaque or, like, non-see-through and then parts of it being see-through that turned opaque. Like, almost like there's, like, windows that turn opaque. Mm. And that way, like, you if something kind of, went like, wrong or something, kind of, like, it would be, like... You can kind of, like, peek in when it's not occupied. When it's empty, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And yeah. then that way, like, if something happened and, like, something went wrong and it, like, it's like went clear case, when you like, were in there, which it'd be, like, not, not as big of a deal. entirely exposed. It's not, like, your world. entire body, like, from <laughs> up down to the floor is, like, exposed in the clear glass. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, whoa. It's a nice, yeah. But it's a good idea. I've expanded on the For, idea. <laughs> version two. Whoever designed this, listen to this. <laughs> For your next version. Okay, my first story is technology news. This is from USA Today, and the headline is, Elon Musk says goat-mimicking horn sounds are definitely coming to the Tesla fleet. Sorry, sorry, what now? Elon Musk said that he's going to have goat sounds in the Tesla cars, like for the, for like a beep sound. It's going to like be like a goat. Like, bleeding. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? He said this. Why? I don't know. Because he's a weird person. I don't it's, know. It's an Which we, statement. You know, established in the past. <laughs> yeah, so apparently, in 2019, uh, the automaker's CEO tweeted that a, new horn features were in the works, such as goat noises and fart sounds. And he said, that's just the tip of the iceberg. This was back in October. Okay. Last Friday, a follower on Twitter asked Elon Musk if the horn development was still underway, and Musk confirmed that newer versions of the electric cars will make bleating noises if you want them As, to. Okay, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I'm pretty if sure you if want. you want them to. Like, I, But, you know, because everything is probably like this whole menu of just different like settings and stuff, and like mm-hmm. I guess you're going to be able to pick that as like your horn sound. Right, It kind of makes it's kind of makes sense now in this day and age, like having... Almost like car ringtones, except as your horn sound. Though, kind of. feels like it could get carried away, like we could get carried away with that really quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we can. Um, uh, yeah, so apparently he said this will only be available on relatively recent cars um, that have the an outside speaker feature, which apparently they didn't before. I'm like, how did you have a... It must have had, like, some traditional horn or something that wasn't, like, a speaker, but now it's a speaker. Right, yeah, I I have no idea how that works. So, only those models have this ability. Um, And for, just in general, like, he didn't say any timelines. This was just, like, basically just, like, he said stuff on Twitter. And then this article noted that, like, 
you should note that he has previously made unconfirmed promises on Twitter in the past uh-huh. that have landed him in hot water and just kind of right. just been whatever. So I don't know. Unconfirmed promise lying. <laughs> Pretty much lying about stuff on Twitter. Right. But supposedly like the newer cars already have it in like All an right. update. Okay. So you might be driving and hear like somebody beep and it's like a goat. How weird would that be? I I wouldn't like it. That that would be very strange. I feel like it would be very distracting too, which seems like something you don't want on a car. I'm now Yes, yes, I agree. And I just had this like flash of a vision of like you know, like the classic sound of like a bunch of cars in traffic and they're all beeping and it's like ding. Uh-huh, except now it's all except it's all it's all farm animals. Yeah. Like is that better? That future isn't very far off. Like, it's probably less jarring and probably more calming if everyone was doing it. But if just one car was doing it, that'd be very strange. You just hear a bunch of honking and then, the, like, the occasional bang. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Well, I don't but know. If they were I don't know all, if that's a good thing. If they were all, like, bah, bah, and, like, that was what all the cars were doing, like, wouldn't that actually just be more, like, calming than anything? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. It's hard to say. We, we'll have to try it. It's a new world. It's a new reality. It's a whole new world. This is, all, this is what our ancestors dreamed of. <laughs> My next story is technology news. This is from CNN. Can't figure out what to watch? Netflix is trying out a shuffle button. A shuffle button? A shuffle button. Uh... So if you ever find yourself endlessly scrolling through Netflix trying to find something to watch, you're not alone, and the company may have found a solution. Netflix confirmed that it's testing out a shuffle button, which will allow viewers to have the service randomly select a movie or TV show for you. Seems like it could be useful. Okay, okay. I think. Yeah, I like this. Um, The button will choose a selection based on viewing history, preferences, and playlists, so it's not like completely random. It's at least hopefully somewhat tailored to things you would want to see. And hopefully it wouldn't like start you in the middle of a show. (laughs) I imagine it would start you on episode one if if it's not something you've seen before. Probably. Um, The company started testing the feature in July, so it's apparently probably already available for some people. I don't know. I don't know how they're rolling it out. Hmm. Uh, the shuffle feature could be especially useful for audiences who are overwhelmed by choice, which is everyone. Yeah, right. Um, or simply bored. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it could be a pretty fun game, too, just like to like have some people over and just be like, random. Like, yeah, we'll, just like, we'll what just is watch it going to put on? We'll watch whatever it tells us to. Um, it also helps Netflix distinguish its, uh, distinguish its service from a growing list of competitors. Uh, HBO Max, for example, sold itself on personalization by touting that its recommendation engine would be better than the competition's, though this article didn't say how or why that <laughs> would be the case. Um, Peacock, the new service from, from NBC Universal, has a full library of shows and movies and also has adopted channels that play random content around the clock in the same way that traditional TV does, which sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? I don't remember. We might have. Because I feel like I've talked to you about it in the past, where, like, that whole thing of, like, Yeah, and I've nowadays... never talked to you outside of the podcast, so <laughs> it must have been on here, right? <laughs> <laughs> the only time we ever have any meaningful discussion ever in life is on this podcast, so it probably was here. Yeah, um, yeah I just, that, I mean, what they're saying, that that's true. That is a pain a lot of people feel is, like, 
having to choose what you watch can sometimes just be really draining. Like, like old style TV is almost refreshing because it's like, right. You turn it on. It's like, Oh, this is what's on. And that's what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. and you have, I guess a choice of channels, but that's it. Like there's no like 50 million options to choose from of what do I watch in this moment? Right. The Netflix and the Peacock thing sound like a pretty nice hybrid of that. And then also being able to choose. Yeah. You want. Yeah. So that, that's actually, that's a legit idea. And the shuffle shuffling, is also interesting. Like, yeah, I guess. Okay, so it would just if it's a show you've never seen before, it would just start showing you like the first episode of that show. I, I guess, would hope right? so. Like, yeah, not like that would be episode really twelve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like this is a weird place to jump in. Um, yeah, I imagine that's. I would hope somebody at Netflix thought of that. <laughs> yeah, and I, <laughs> I think it would be fun though to do like a movie marathon day where you just have it on shuffle for movies, and it just like goes to like a movie that it thinks you'll like that yeah. you've never seen, maybe. Or never watch on there, at least. Right. I would do that. Yeah, it's that seems fun. like it'd be fun. As long as you have veto <laughs> like power. <laughs> like, as long as what? You have veto yeah, power. Yeah, like, I'm not watching this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Interesting. My next story is animal news. <laughs> this is from the BBC. And the headline is, Elephant Shrew Rediscovered in Africa After 50 Years. Oh yeah, those used, we thought those were gone. They were either gone or we just haven't seen them in a very long time. It's the second one. And it's the second one. As you alluded to earlier. Yes. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> a, li- a little known mammal related to an elephant, but as small as a mouse, has been rediscovered in Africa after 50 years of obscurity. The last scientific record of the of this lost species of elephant shrew was in the 1970s. Despite local sightings or local reported sightings, I guess, like, some people had said that they'd seen them, but there wasn't any, like, Mm -hmm. official record of it, I guess. Right. I don't know. Um, The creature was found alive and well in Djibouti, which is a country in the Horn of Africa, uh, during a recent scientific expedition. Elephant shrews, or sengis, sengis, are neither elephants nor shrews, (laughs) but they are related to aardvarks elephants and manatees somehow what what (laughs) yeah i know it's so random like i don't know uh but yeah that's what it said and um they look like a mouse i don't know why there's not like a mouse like creature in that list but yeah they look like a mouse maybe they're just not related to those (laughs) they have distinctive trunk-like noses which they use to feast on insects this is what it looks like that's pretty adorable it is it's pretty cute Looks like somebody took like a chipmunk, grabbed its nose, and just kept stretching it out. But it didn't hurt the chipmunk; it just stayed that way. It's like a, it's like a Pinocchio nose, like yeah, but on a chipmunk. Yeah, elephant trees are notoriously dishonest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are twenty species of sengis in the world, and the Somali sengi, which I guess is is this one, is one of the most mysterious. It's okay. So this species is known to science only from thirty nine individuals collected decades ago and stored in museums. Oh, so like historically, they haven't even found very many of these, like ever. Um, so the research team that was involved in this um, expedition set more than a thousand traps at twelve locations, baiting the traps with a concoction of peanut butter, oatmeal, and yeast. Um, and in total, they saw twelve sengis during their expedition. And they obtained the first ever photos and videos of live Somali elephant shrews for scientific documentation. So there oh, weren't nice. even like 
videos of them alive, like in their natural habitat. But that would make sense if the last time we saw them was in the seventies. We maybe just didn't, oh yeah, I guess like have, I mean we had cameras obviously, yeah, but, but we, maybe it wasn't not like, as advanced as we have now, right? Or like people going out into the wilderness and like easily like filming things like right like that are rare. I mm-hmm. think that was probably harder to do back then. So yeah, so yeah, so they have videos of them now and super cool. I just thought it this was yeah, it's a cute thing and also like how is it related to aardvarks and manatees? I don't know. That's well, still I'm going back have, to that. Aardvarks have kind of a long nose too, right? Yeah, I guess. Are they in the same family as like a tapir? Probably. Yeah. They look very similar. Yeah, they've got kind of that <laughs> I'm just they're all just related for me by long noses. Long noses. So. <laughs> Elephants have long noses. Aardvarks have long noses. Hummingbirds have long noses. Um, Probably not do related. Platypuses. They have bills. They have bills. Yeah. Those aren't related to anything. <laughs> Those are just what are they? they? Yeah, they just they just <laughs> manifested themselves. <laughs> like, spawned into existence like from another dimension. The only thing that like fits into none of our like understanding right, of like, nature at yeah, all. Yeah, just everything that mammals are supposed to do. They're like, no, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, man, no. I'm gonna do this instead. No, nah, man. <laughs> My next story is random local news. This is from AP News. Snowing cocoa? Chocolate factory glitch dusts Swiss town. Oh my gosh, I think I saw the headline for this. I didn't read it though. Yeah. What happened? There's there's, there's actually not a whole lot to it, but... um, Residents of a Swiss town got a, a bit of a shock when it started snowing particles of a fine cocoa powder after the ventilation system at a chocolate factory malfunctioned. Uh, the <laughs> so funny. What? The, uh, the Lint and Springly, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly, company confirmed local reports Tuesday that there was a minor defect in the cooling ventilation for a line of roasted cocoa nibs in its factory in, in Olten, which is between Zurich and Basel. Uh, the nibs, which are fragments of crushed cocoa beans, are the basis of chocolate. Um, if you've never heard the term cocoa nibs before, which is a great term. It is. It really um, is. So combined with strong winds on Friday morning, the powder spread around the immediate vicinity of the factory, uh, leaving a fine cocoa dusting. <laughs> So That's just amazing. things in the That's general just... vicinity of it were just lightly dusted with chocolate. <laughs> the com- this is my favorite part. The company says one car was lightly coated and that it has offered to pay for any cleaning needed, <laughs> but hasn't yet been taken up on the offer. Uh, so, like, a single car was affected by this, apparently. Okay. Uh, factory production was able to continue as normal, and the company says the particles were completely harmless to people or the environment because it's just it's, just it's natural. Cocoa. It's ch- yeah. chocolate. Uh, and the, ventil- the ventilation system has since been repaired. So, That's good. Um, how exciting would that be to like, be outside and just... I guess you probably wouldn't open your mouth if, like, a fine brown dust started yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if, the, if all of a sudden there was a brown... But yeah. what if you knew, if and you it was knew. and it was like chocolate dust, and you could just walk outside and go, ah. Yeah, I'd probably do that. I would definitely I'd go outside and go, ah. Yeah, I think we'd all go, ah. Also, like, if that was my car that was dusted in chocolate, I'd probably just, like, leave it. Like, I'd clean the windows off and be like, yeah, just my car sure is covered in chocolate. Yeah, and then eventually it'd get washed off. Yeah, it would, it would come off eventually, but, like, 
Why wouldn't you just go around town and be like, yeah, I'm a chocolate I was, car. I was the chocolate car. <laughs> I was a chocolate car. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> I was the chocolate car. It's funny. Okay, my next story is food news. This is from MSN.com. And the headline is, the Girl Scouts are releasing a new type of cookie this year. It is a French toast cookie. Okay. And it looks good. Okay. The Girl Scouts are looking ahead. Oh, good. To the 2021 Girl Scout cookie season with the announcement of their newest cookie. Except I don't like the name. It's called Toast Yay. What? It's called. <laughs> that's the right reaction. It's called like the word toast uh-huh. dash yay with an exclamation point. Like Y A Y. Yes. That's the name of the cookie. What? What? To- look at look at the picture. Look at the photo. Toast yay. I hate that. That is what it is, right? Like, what yeah. else? How else would you read that? Oh no, no, Toast I think you're. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, <laughs> it's right. I believe I'm just, you. Now I'm just, just thinking, like, I just I, don't like it. I don't like it either. That's why I'm. That's like, who came that's up with my this? expression is me not liking the name. Toast yay. Toast yay. Like, I don't. That was like we call just them like, have no call creativity, them like so we're little, gonna... call them like little toasties. Yeah, there you go. That's already better. Yeah, it's already better. Little yeah, toasties. you can have that one for free, Girl Scouts of America. Little, little toasties. Toast yay. At first, when you said it, I thought it was like. Gauthier, <laughs> but oh, like with like a, something like fancy French or like something toast with, like a, with like a Y-E yeah. or something. No, no, no. All right, moving so, past yeah. that, I guess. Uh, the cookie is shaped like a piece of toast and is a delicious, crunchy French toast inspired cookie with one side dipped in icing. So it's like a sh- sugar kind of cookie that's French toast flavored and there's icing on one side. All right, um, and then they're going to be available in 2021. And apparently they're, like, pretty big also. Oh. Like, if you, well, like, compared to Girl Scout cookies, generally, like, if you look at this like photo, like, see, like, that's the package, and then that's, like, them on top of the package. Oh, yeah, that's quite large. So, that's kind of nice. Yeah, because usually they're kind of... They're small. Kind of dinky, yeah. And, like, they don't give you a lot in a package, so I'm hoping that maybe changes. <laughs> you get four of those. You probably get four, <laughs> just four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would do something like that. That's so annoying. I wonder if it says on this picture how many you get. Let me look. I'm going to do some snooping right here because I didn't do this ahead of time. No. No. Net weight, 8.5 ounces. Is that really low? I have no idea. <laughs> 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 the, one, one package of cookies is 8.5 ounces. It seems low to me, but... I don't know, somebody that has a better idea of, like, weights of foods in their head, maybe let us know what you think about that. But, I don't know, they're big, individually at least, so that's right, cool. Yeah, I, I would try it. I would also try it. All right, we should try it. All right, we should try it. Maybe we can bring them on the show, because we haven't Ooh, brought yeah. food over here in a while. We should do just, like, a, a Girl Scout cookie taste review. Oh, like, of all of them? Yeah. That'd be fun. We should do that. All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look for stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Ready, set, go! Go! All right, I found this on Yahoo News. Small asteroid becomes closest ever seen passing Earth. 
How close was it? <laughs> How close was the <laughs> uh, an asteroid the size of an SUV passed one thousand eight hundred and thirty miles above wow. Earth, which is the closest asteroid ever observed passing by our planet. That's very close. That's extremely close. Like wow, yeah. Um, that could have like crashed to the Earth's surface. Like, how close does it have to be? I don't. To- I don't know how close it has to be that like. The Earth pulls it in. Um, it was close enough that the Earth significantly altered its trajectory, apparently. Um, wow. But yeah, uh, they said if it if it had collided with Earth, it probably wouldn't have caused any damage. It still probably would have disintegrated before mm, it hit. Okay. It was, it was like small. 10 to 20 feet long. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So it wasn't that big. And uh, it was moving nearly 8 miles per second. <laughs> Just so fast. Uh, uh, well below the geostationary orbit of about 22,000 miles at which most telecommunication satellites fly, just for a like, sense of scale. It's like almost 10 times closer than those satellites. More than 10 times closer. Yes. Oh. I don't know how that math would work. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Mental math. The asteroid, oh. the best part is the asteroid was first recorded six hours after its approach. Like we what? didn't actually we didn't notice it? it until after it had gone by. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. What just happened? Oh, whoops. Like they noticed it as a long trail of light in the sky. And that's like the first time. That's um, funny. I mean, if it and was really small, I mean, I guess... NASA it. says that similarly sized asteroids pass by Earth at a relatively similar distance a few times per year, but this is the yeah. closest that one has yeah. ever gotten. Um, and they're di- But they're difficult to record at that size uh, unless yeah. they actually hit the... Or, or go towards the planet. Like, that one, that big explosion in Russia, like... Oh, wow, it was always seven years ago. But you, I don't know if you remember, there remember was, that. like, a big fiery explosion in the sky in Russia, and it was a big asteroid burning up, essentially. Hmm. Um Anyway, uh, uh, Paul Chodas, uh, the director of the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies at NASA, says, it's really cool to see a small asteroid come by this close because we can see the Earth's gravity dramatically bends its trajectory. Uh, according to NASA's calculations, the asteroid turned uh, by about 45 degrees due to Earth's gravitational pull. So a pretty significant change in, in its path because it got so close. <laughs> So we probably just like, whoop, you know, how asteroids go. Yeah. Whoop. <laughs> whoop. That's how they, that, they make that sound, too. They make that sound, too, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. With their mouth. Asteroids have mouths. <laughs> yeah. This is all science. <laughs> wow, a little over a thousand miles is just like, whoa. Yeah. That's, in space in distance, space you distance, know, that's like that's, nothing. That is nothing. That is a stone's throw away that's in like space distance. if you, like, pinch your your index finger and thumb together it's like the space in between them like yeah in space distance in space yeah. distance yeah you know space distance <laughs> a term i just came up with <laughs> yet i'm expecting everyone to understand um yeah wow okay at least it was small so we don't have to be like right yeah we're fine afraid in retrospect or you went by yeah, anyway so nasa, I don't know. NASA I don't tries know. to monitor anything 460 feet in diameter or wider. Okay, interesting. Um, that, that, because that would actually cause damage, apparently. 460 feet. feet. Yeah. It's a very specific They've number. probably done calculations, yeah. I assume. Like sure they that, have. That won't mostly burn up in the atmosphere. And actually, like, hit and cause damage, yeah. Right. Cool. 
okay, I found this on UPI. Actually, I went there and it was the first thing off the top of the page. <laughs> and the headline is, plane landing delayed by wayward bear on the runway. It's, it's got like, planes. It's got bears. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect for our podcast. All okay. we need is a communicable disease. <laughs> <laughs> and some lettuce. And then and some lettuce and we're, and we're go. golden. Um, a plane attempting to land at a Russian airport mentioning Russia again, was delayed for about 20 minutes due to an unusual hazard. Because you mentioned it right, right yeah, now. No, no. Yeah. I got it. An unusual hazard on the runway. <laughs> I don't know. You look confused. I was just clarifying why I said. That's just how I look. <laughs> um, and a wandering bear was on the runway. Uh, the flight was coming in for a landing on uh, earlier this week, on Monday, at the airport in Magadan. M- Magadan? I don't know. Uh when the flight crew spotted a bear on the tarmac. And then uh, when they were at like 500 feet, they had to adjust and then start circling around the airport for 20 minutes until the bear <laughs> wandered away from that location and then they could land the plane. That's got to be so frustrating. You're just like up in this. It's like, oh, my God, there's, there's nothing here for you, bear. <laughs> you're, like, you're like one of the passengers. The captain's just like, um, everyone, I'm really sorry about this, but... Uh, there's a bear on the runway. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to just circle we're have again. To wait a wait a little bit for twenty for minutes. That's kind of that's a long, a long time. time. Like they probably circled like a few times, right. Before it was gone. Before the bear walked away. Yeah, yeah. But you probably and you can't just like land on the bear because that's gonna do some right. serious you can't, damage. You can't to the bear that. and to the plane. and to the plane. That but would also, damage both the bear and the plane. It would damage both quite considerably. I'm sure. Yeah. So that would just be a bad idea all around. Yeah. So nobody likes bear damage. I'm just glad that the the bear moved. Yeah. You know, what if yeah. it was just like sleeping there? What would they have done? I don't know. Gone, they would have to circle forever. Or yeah. <laughs> or just keep circling. I don't know. Or landed on a different runway or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, that maybe. Maybe they didn't have that. multiple. I don't know. That, maybe this is a small airport. Maybe this is a small airport. I don't know where this is. We're doing a lot is. of speculating here. <laughs> this is why this is breaking news, because I haven't yeah, done any background we have, reading. We don't I have, have no the idea. details. Um, but I just thought that was fun. Yes. It's very <laughs> No one was brand. hurt or anything, but it, yes. It's very on brand. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.